0: This episode is sponsored by Riley Sway Foundation. Through community focused programs, Riley Sway empowers young leaders to create positive change through kindness and empathy. From connecting student leaders to awarding grants for projects that amplify kindness in local communities, Riley Sway Foundation equips the next generation of leaders with the tools they need to make a positive impact in the world.
1: Please stay tuned for Kindness Calling. Our new Postscript segment featuring the Remarkable Teens from Riley Sway Foundation.
2: I had joined Twitter and started to become a part of really close fangirl communities back in like 2011, 2012. And I discovered a lot of teenage fangirls were going through mental health conditions, whether they were diagnosed or undiagnosed. And because of seeing so many people constantly like contemplate suicide, because of that, I was really inspired to do something to make a difference. Who
0: would you consider a buddy? When you hear the word, you might associate it with friend, companion, partner. But this buddy could also be a complete stranger, someone you share the same interests with. Say you have the same taste in music, books, whatever it is, you find stuff to talk about that you might be embarrassed to share with people you actually know, like your parents or your siblings. And what if this buddy made you feel less isolated and in your dark moments helped save your life? This is the story of Gabby Frost Founder and CEO of Buddy Project. This is Camille.
1: And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action
0: from the lens of today's most inspiring humans.
2: So I didn't really have a lot of people I went to school with that liked the same music as me. Even if people did, I wasn't friends with them. So I went online and I just like connected with people because a lot of the times teenage girls are made fun of for liking music that they like. Or now that it's like 2019, also like YouTubers and like people that have internet fame, I guess. They're like often made fun of. So Connecting with other people that like that same interest as you really helps. Gabby was into
0: artists like One Direction and Justin Bieber. When she connected with other teens with similar passions, she actually started building relationships with them, even if she only talked to them through direct messages and sometimes video chats.
2: I'm still friends with a lot of people that I was friends with originally which is like really cool to have seen them grow up and become young women, young adults, and still have that connection with them after all these years and have other things that we have in common now.
0: The fangirl communities Gabby joined led her to a horrible reality. People her age battled mental illness. On April 8th, 2013, after discovering three girls on Twitter contemplating suicide, she decided to create Buddy Project. Buddy Project pairs individuals based
1: on mutual interest and age.
2: Yeah, I never expected it to be as big as it is.
1: When she founded Buddy Project, Gabby was only 15 years old.
2: I kind of just like expected very little people to sign up and then in the first 24 hours about like 3,000 people did. So that's what made me realize I needed to continue doing it.
1: Anyone 13 years or older who wants to make a friend through Buddy Project can sign up through their website. For the record, since creating Buddy Project a few years ago, Gabby has been manually pairing people up. They are currently working on an app to automate this process.
2: It's been a lot of work. We've paired over 236,000 people since starting in April 2013.
1: In late 2015, Buddy Project transitioned from a social media movement to a nonprofit organization. Executing an idea that people would buy into is not easy. And doing it as a teenager, well, that could pose its own set of challenges.
2: I honestly like never really thought that I would have a position like that when I was younger, that I would found something all on my own without anyone else's guidance or without their inspiration or like ideas as well. Since starting it, I've noticed a lot more adults have been taking young people seriously that are doing some type of social related cause issue. People still unfortunately take young people kind of not seriously, but I don't really let it bother me as much as I used to because are the people I'm trying to prove wrong. It's really cool to know that the work I've been doing has been helping other people kind of come to terms with their own mental health and help them speak up about it.
0: What has probably drawn thousands of people to Buddy Project is Gabby herself. She talks about her own struggles with mental health in an open and genuine way.
2: I feel like when you make social media just seem like it's a highlight reel, it makes people's mental health worse, and I don't want to do that. I want to show people, like, you can be vulnerable online and that everyone should be vulnerable online. Gabby takes breaks
0: from social media when she needs it.
2: Social media is very exhausting, and if I don't, take time to take breaks, then I'm not going to always be able to put as much effort as I possibly can into Buddy Project. And it's like, I don't want to pour from an empty cup. I need to, like, fill that cup back up. And Gabby has, just looking
0: at what she's accomplished. And she hasn't even graduated from college yet.
2: We definitely, like, want to do scholarships in like a couple different senses so in one sense doing it for like therapy or professional help or just helping people pay for anything mental health related that they need help with also doing scholarships for like school so helping people that want to become mental health professionals or work in the mental health field in some way give them scholarships to help pay for school because mental health care is like very much needed and It's really expensive to go to school for that because you have to get, like, multiple degrees. So making sure that people can afford that, that really are passionate about entering that field.
1: Through Buddy Project, Gabby has been able to raise $50,000. Apart from scholarships, she also wants to continue giving to facilities that aid people who are struggling with mental health.
2: So right now we give to mental health and recovery centers in southeastern Pennsylvania since... That's where we're located. We want to be able to give to different centers throughout the country, and we want to, like, kind of diversify what places we're giving money to. So not giving, like, specifically always to strictly mental health facilities, but any place that provides some type of service or support that benefits people's mental health. So even homeless shelters and places like that, we want to start giving to because They do provide such great mental health resources and such for people that are homeless.
1: A critical part of Gabby's mission is to promote empathy, compassion, and awareness around mental health issues.
2: I put out a post saying that one in five people have mental illness, but five in five people have mental health. You can't escape having mental health. Everyone has to deal with it in some way. And I think that the longer that a lot of people ignore it, the more negative impact that's going to have on the world. So just being someone that can be empathetic and compassionate can go a long way and you can really save people's lives if we spread more of that in this world and that we stress the importance of mental health and prioritizing it. For more than six
0: years now, Gabby has had ups and downs when it comes to growing her organization. But one thing she didn't do is give up.
2: We've been doing in-person fundraising events every couple months back in my hometown, and it's really hard to like gather support because mainly I'm trying to attract like older people to come to these events since they have money to donate, and being able to like find places to have these events and having it not conflict with something that the school I went to is doing or just some other kind of community event is really challenging. Also, just doing something that attracts people is really hard to do because people aren't going to want to come to something that's not going to like entertain them. With her entrepreneurial
0: spirit, Gabby was able to create awareness around her cause. She started illustrating and designing apparel aimed to uplift and destigmatize mental health.
2: People are able to buy a shirt, and we directly get money back from every sale of a shirt, which is really nice. And we've been able to raise about 40,000 from that. We're just a little bit under 40K. And we've sold over 5,000 shirts, which is really nice. It helps spread the word about our org all throughout the country and throughout the world. So that's definitely helped with that hurdle. I started a design account in the beginning of the year because of that. And I post mental health related designs and I do that for Buddy Project as well. Running an organization so young, I've been able to get help from my mom and like other family members that want to talk about the cause and help me out with certain things that I wouldn't be as experienced in.
0: More than seeing Buddy signups and her following on social media swell, it's the impact Gabby has made on people that has made the journey worth it.
2: There's been a lot of people that have met in person with their Buddy. We stress that people just take their relationship with their buddy at a pace and like in a space where they feel comfortable. So if they don't want to exchange numbers, they don't have to. If they just want to keep it on DMs, they don't have to video chat. They don't want to meet in person. It's really up to them. Like they can put in what they want to get out of it. And a lot of buddy pairs, they've like wanted to meet in person. So they end up doing so. And it's really cool to see people meet online and meet through us and that they wouldn't have really connected in any other way. To see them have such a strong relationship where they feel comfortable meeting in person and video chatting all the time and just having someone that they really have a very positive
1: relationship with
2: has been really amazing to see.
1: As an advocate, Gabby has spent time gaining professional experience in the mental health space. Last summer, she interned at Crisis Text Line, a 24-7 free text service for people in crisis. In case you missed it, we featured Nancy Lublin, founder and CEO of Crisis Text Line, on a previous episode. It's a compelling story of how Crisis Text Line came about. We suggest you check it out if you haven't.
2: I was in the marketing and communications department, so I was helping with their social media and doing graphics and like influencer outreach, which really helped me kind of solidify what path I want to go into within my career. So I definitely want to combine social impact and nonprofit work with music and entertainment or just any kind of like media industry.
1: Last year, Gabby joined American Eagle for their inaugural youth council. It's the brand's first ever advisory council, consisting of nine young leaders from around the country. But this is just one of many feathers in Gabby's cap. Gabby still has her eyes set on one of her true passions, music.
2: I guess like my dream position would be, I would be working for like a record label or some type of like music company And working on like their social impact team. So, like, figuring out how I can help like different artists find nonprofits or different movements to work with if they want to amplify those movements and share it with their audiences and use their platform. Or, on the flip side, would be helping a nonprofit with their influencer marketing. So, helping solidify partnerships and relationships with artists or with like different celebrities or public figures or influencers that want to work with their specific cause that they focus on so that they can have like ambassadors and different campaigns and things like that. While
0: Gabby still has a long road ahead of her, she still takes it one day at a time. And one thing she integrates into her routine? Small acts of kindness
2: Every day, like certain people in my life that I really care for. I like make sure I check in with them and like see how their day was. Just doing things like that, like the small like how are you's and asking people how their day was, I think really helps me practice kindness because not everyone is always asked that every day. And I feel like knowing you have someone that cares about that really helps a lot of people.
0: want to learn more about Gabby and her work at Buddy Project, head on over to buddy-project.org. You can also check out Gabby's designs through her Instagram handle, gmf.designs. Up next, our first installment of our new segment on the podcast, Kindness Calling.
1: In this episode of Kindness Calling, we're hearing from Shaylee Cooper and Winter Davis students at Oregon City High School. Shaylee and Winter received a grant from Riley's Way Foundation through their Call for Kindness contest. The grant goes towards expanding their initiative, We Dine Together, in their school. The initiative is a student-led movement that started in Florida and is now worldwide.
3: We Dine Together is a program where its whole purpose is to make sure no one eats alone during lunch.
1: That's Shaylee.
4: So we have meetings every other Tuesday in a specific room in one of our hallways at our school.
0: And that's winter.
4: And people come in and we give them pizza and we play games and we teach good lessons just so we can make sure people know that they have a place in our school.
0: When Shaylee started We Dine Together during her sophomore year, she met a boy who said he never felt welcome or loved in school. He was a senior.
3: I invited him to the We Dine Together meeting and he came. And he started coming every single day and every single meeting, wouldn't miss any meeting. And at the end of the year, he came up to me and he said, if it wasn't for this club, I wouldn't be here today. And he was contemplating suicide the day that I asked him to come have lunch with me. And it really changed my world because I was like, wow, this club is actually impacting other people.
1: This is just one of the many stories that have come out of their initiative.
3: We we're very lucky and gifted somebody from the police department to take a group of the kids bowling after school with transportation provided and everything and we first got on the bus and we had about 30 kids come and all the kids were like sitting by themselves really nervous and like didn't really know what to do and then after when we got back we were on the bus everyone was sitting with new people they were laughing and we just got a huge response of just like happiness and they all just want to get more involved in the school now due to We Dine Together because they feel more welcomed at the school.
0: Young people like Shaylee and Winter are leading kindness movements all around the country. And organizations like Riley's Wave Foundation provide the infrastructure and support to encourage kindness leaders to keep pursuing their initiatives.
4: Shaylee and I first learned about Riley's Way Foundation through one of our friends Dennis Estevan. He is the creator of We Dine Together. He shot us an email about Riley's Way and their call for kindness, which is a grant towards a veteran program that you are a part of. And um, he thought it would be really good if we uh, requested the grant. And so we did that. We excitedly got the grant, and which was amazing. And we then were asked through Riley's Way to come to their youth leadership retreat hosted in New York, and we were very excited to do so.
1: Shaylee and Winter met other passionate changemakers during the Riley's Way Foundation leadership retreat.
4: I would really encourage anyone who is contemplating the Call for Kindness grant really to get involved because going to the youth leadership retreat, not only did it like open my mind and change my world, but it showed me that all across the country, people are trying to make a better place.
0: This year, Shaley and Winter will be on the other end of the table as they will be judges for the Call for Kindness competition.
3: Riley's way has definitely changed me for the better. It has given me hope when I was having such a hard time with We Dine Together and just not knowing what to do and like not having the resources or money. And Riley's Way was always there supporting me and guiding me the way through. So like for any of those people out there who want to start something and just don't know how to start it, Riley's Way is such a good program to get you there. And sometimes we often feel in this world there's not many people who are kind out there.
1: And based on what we just heard from Shaylee and Winter, we know that's definitely not the case.
3: And just like a simple gesture of saying hi in the hall or sitting with someone during lunch can mean a lot and can change their life and their mental well-being. And also it can like help you too feel good inside and just fill your positive bucket up too.
1: That's it for Kindness Calling. Thanks again to our podcast sponsor, Riley Sway Foundation.
0: On January 20th, in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Riley Sway Foundation will be opening its national initiative, The Call for Kindness, for its second year. Teens from all around the country can submit their projects and ideas that are designed to drive change and inspire kindness in their communities. Winners will be given up to $3,000 each to help implement their projects with their school or nonprofit partners.
1: To learn more about The Call for Kindness and other life-changing programs at Riley's Way Foundation, please head on over to rileysway.org. Link is in our show notes. That's it for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed listening. We'll catch you all again next week. Remember, be good to one another...